All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. Welcome back, everybody. Ten people. Welcome to the ten people. We didn't announce this. No. I, I've gotten into the habit of enjoying not announcing them. I like the surprise. It also gives us the flexibility to just not have do to what do what it we want. if we need to, you know. I actually... <clears throat> <clears throat> It's not COVID. Don't worry. Oh, we're going to have to do an Omicron special live stream. I think that'll be the next one. Um, I've been looking forward to this one because I've got a lot to unpack about what happened last week. So that's the title of this podcast. If you didn't know. Unpacking last week. Uh, It's the, the, um, it's the ultra marathon debrief. Oh, the, nice. the uh, Bigfoot 50K. We'll talk about backpacking too. You never kind of know. We got some new we got products. Some new things. And actually, the cool thing is, is that this isn't even released yet by Vargo. Really? Yeah, it hasn't been released yet. Oh. So you saw it here first, folks. That's cool. Um, how did we get good with them? I'll tell you, actually. <laughs> so we're one of like the very few people that ever that like probably liked the the original Titanium Firebox grill. We did a video on it. And they found our video and they reached out and they're like, "Hey, we're coming out with a new They found uh, the copyright the uh, the one that got us in trouble." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how they, they found a video we did like 4 years ago yeah, on the Firebox they, grill. Yeah, they found the video and uh one of the people who's involved in their marketing was like sent us an email and they're like hey guys we're actually releasing a new titanium firebox do you want one and we're like sure free stuff <laughs> um all right we're gonna open that at some point yeah. um that's fun vargo makes good stuff yeah super expensive i like vargo stuff I, I, we've always had nothing but good um, good experiences with vargo but we're not talking about vargo we're talking about the bigfoot 50k ultra marathon mm-hmm. and andy and i ran um last Saturday. Last Saturday. Did you know today is the first day I woke up with zero soreness from it? Uh, today was my first workout. I worked out on Tuesday, oh. foolishly. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, I did upper body because I was like, oh, it's okay. But, dude, my ankles yeah. were shot. Okay, so let's <laughs> rewind. So um, there's a, a a state park about an hour and a half east of Columbus, Ohio, called Salt Fork State Park, and every year they host um, what they call the the Bigfoot 50K Ultra Marathon, and they have um, it's a it's a series of races. It's a, basically a 10, 20, and a 30 mile, and what it is is it's a permanently marked course that's about it's like 10.3 miles. And you run three loops of it for the 50K and, you know, 10 mile or you run one loop. So you can either run one loop, two loops or three loops. And uh, each loop is about uh, 10.4. It's 10.4 miles with about 1300 ish feet of climbing. Mm -hmm. So the whole 50K that shocked me. The whole 50K is just under 5000 feet. And you feel it. Brutal. So. Just to set the stage, last weekend, tornadoes were killing people. Bad. Yeah, by the way. Awful. Yeah, real bad. Real bad. And I I can't believe they didn't make their way up to Ohio. We never really get serious tornadoes here. What about Xenia? Remember like in the... Yeah, but that was like in the 70s, right? Mm, But that was like a while ago. Your mother-in-law was telling me stories about that. So it happens. Yeah. It's just not, it's not like common, right? Anyway, if you can recall, the weather last weekend was a real crap show. I was going to say MFR, but we'll keep it PG 13. It was the weather last weekend was real bad. So it was dangerous. And what I was not prepared for was the mud. And I was, if I would get up and get over to the computer, I'd show you guys what the course looked like. It was 
literally ankle deep mud for 31 miles. Yeah. Even on the climbs up the hills and the downhills was pure mud. The only part that wasn't mud is there was a few grassy sections. That was worse. Yeah. The, actually, there was some mud in there too. There was like probably a mile and a half of road as well in the loop. Yeah. And the road. So, yeah. So it's a 10.4 mile loop. The first four miles are like pretty hilly in the woods. And then you get up into a road. And then you're in this like grassy section, and then back in the woods. And then you loop again. And, um, couple things. Yeah. One, it was warm. So this like really weird weather came in last weekend. So we woke up race day and like when you sign up for this race in December, you have no idea. Like it, it could be snow. It could be hail. ice. It could be hail, sleet, rain. I was not expecting 62 degrees in rain. Yeah. The 62 degrees was awesome. But what happened was throughout the course of the day, and I want to go loop by loop here, but the temperature, if you're in the Midwest, you lived this, the temperature dropped significantly throughout it the day dropped over t- almost 20 degrees more than 20 degrees i think because it was yeah. 62 when we started and it was at least 40 when we finished yeah um so that was an, another thing but okay so the race starts first off shout out to uh, bryce newbold he was there he was going for a pr and uh didn't <laughs> did you look at his time yeah i mean there was once i saw that race i was like there's no way he's pring well after i saw bryce after the first lap, and he was only a mile ahead of us. I was like, "Oh, not yeah, not happening. Not happening. If you're a mile ahead of I us, know, you're not. You're not PRing." Uh, but thing. shout out to Bryce was there running it. Uh, the the DBP boys, the dad's backpacking trip. They uh, were hammering through it too. Yeah, DBT. Oh, so I say DBP. DBT. Anyway, there was another uh, YouTuber there. Bryce was there. there. There were more than just us there. And um, shout out to the subscriber that called you out. Yeah, I meant to um, bring that up. Uh, I was running and. Second lap? First lap? Second. Second lap, because I was dead. And uh this woman who was doing who was in the race uh like looked at me and she was like, Is your name Kevin? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I recognize you from YouTube. And I, I go, Oh, I think I I, I was dying. This was like at mile 19, and I was like, I was like, I am dying. And I goes like I did say, I was like, my brother's up there. And uh I was just like, I'm dying. I apologize to this person. Usually I would have like stopped and talked to you a little bit, but I was just in no shape at all yeah. to talk to people. So apologize, but that was interesting. Um, all right. So go back to loop one. So race starts 830. It's 62 degrees and it wasn't. It was a light. It rain. was a light drizzle. Yeah. And one thing. Uh, so this is our first trail race and. Right out the gate. So it's, it's on like, um, I guess you'd call it single track trail. It's on like a tight trail. Yeah, it's on single track. So yeah. what that means is right out the gate when everyone's benched up, it's not like a road race where you have like a big group of people. It, you have a single file line. Yeah, you're a single file line. Of like, and I looked up how many people were in. There were a lot of people in the 20 miler. Yeah. A lot. And the, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I got some. The dropout rate for the 50K. I looked five. that up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway, the race starts. You're in a line, probably two to 300 people of like a, which is kind of a surreal thing, right? On a trail, like hundreds that of, many. Because we started with the 20 mile. I thought it was more than just the race. I thought we, it was more than just the 50K. We did. It wasn't two to 300 though. The, tw- the 20K, uh, it was like 400 total for Saturday between the three races. I looked it up. Anyway, oh. it doesn't matter. A line. One, two hundred people long, single file running on a trail. So that was kind of weird. So A, you're at the mercy of, you can't pass. It's not easy. You can't really slow down either. You can't slow down. You can't really pass. So you're just trucking along in the single file line, which was weird, but whatever. So that was probably what? The first three or four miles. And then that was, that was until we got to the road, which is probably like five miles. So the first five miles, like just chilling, weren't going very fast, probably uh, when we were running, like a, when we were running probably a 10 minute mile, but the thing about these ultra marathons, which is fantastic, is everybody walks the uphills. You got it. And because of the mud, well, we'll get there and because it, of the mud, you couldn't really run the downhills either. Yeah. And you, you legitimately can't, you can't. So even if you ran the uphills, you can walk just as fast on the uphills. Yeah. And, and, and I, I will say 
our walk up the uphills was not, it was a fast walk. Yeah. It was probably like a three and a half mile an hour, four. I mean, it wasn't like we were walking backpacking, like we were going up the hills. Yeah. So uh, by five miles, everyone's kind of spread out and we were kind of, you know, I was settling, we're feeling good. Um, So the, it's like probably 58 degrees, a little rain. Aid stations were great. I love the aid stations. Ultra marathon aid stations are a little different than like road race stations. Like they have like, Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, peanut butter jelly, chips, potato chips, pretzels, uh, pickles, <laughs> the pickles, M and M's. So okay, so um, we're we're gonna go through this race lap by lap. So the the first lap ends, and uh, I felt pretty good. Yeah, we we both felt really good. I did. Uh, the nice thing about the ultra, and the first lap was ten point four miles. Yeah, so uh, we did the first lap in about two hours and fifteen minutes. So um. I stopped, so I had to do read. So the, the, your feet are wet the entire time you're doing this because you're running through mud. Um, what that means is you have to tape a lot. You have to like tape a lot of your feet. There's a lot more feet. friction. It's a lot more like taping. So I had to stop at the end of the first lap to tape my toes. Do you wish you would have taped your toes when no, I did? No, because I didn't notice it until I was done. But the fact that you noticed it when you're done, you don't wish you would have. I guess it didn't matter. It wasn't painful. So second loop starts feeling good. And the start of the loops are downhill midway through the second loop is when I, I started like my legs started to feel a little weird. And what was happening was because you're running in the mud, you're like, you're doing this a lot. Yeah. You're using a lot of weird muscles and you're like, it takes so much more energy to run through mud than not mud right yeah and, and you're getting like mentally drained because you're constantly have to look where your oh you gotta are. look where your feet are every step of the way um so by mile literally it was like mile 15 or 16 i could feel my leg muscles um like really start to cr- like not cramp but to slow down and i was like oh god no because we're halfway done yeah things just go from bad to worse um so uh, halfway through the loop, I'm like, I'm feeling my legs are feeling a little weird. I'm like, this is weird. And I, I think it's from the hills or whatever. So we finished the second lap. That's when, uh, you know, an interesting thing, too, was I hit like second, third, fourth, fifth wins. Because mm-hmm. after the the 15 mile, like, oh, my legs are dead thing. When we got to the um, to the end of that loop, I was starting to feel a little bit better. And I think that's just because. The hill, I was taking the hills a lot lighter. Anyway, end of the second loop. So we're at mile 21. That's when things got real fun. And this like massive rainstorm came through. And the temperature dropped. Yeah. So like, and not like a little rainstorm, like a, like wall of rain. Yep. And luckily, thank God that hit us when we were at the, so in between the loops, you can stop at your car, which is super helpful because you can dash. And, you the, can stash and the, car, the car was on the on the route. Park. Yeah, you didn't even have to get off. Like you're just running through the parking lot and you could just go to your car. So that was very helpful because we had just stashed a ton of stuff in the car because you weren't like sure. I wasn't sure what to expect for the weather all day. It's kind of like a really weird mm-hmm. weather thing. Um, so luckily we had stashed rain jackets at the car and it started pouring down rain yeah. like the second we got there. Yep. Um, and then the real fun started. So uh, we're 22 miles in, rain jackets on, sheets of rain, temps dropping fast. And thank God we got those rain jackets. Yeah, that, that was honestly like a lifesaver. Not for the like blocking the water. But just staying warm, staying warm, um, because him and I both were like, we would have had hypothermia. Had yeah. We not. Temperature dropped on the third. lap. It was windy. So yeah. third lap, the f- third lap was scary, too, because not <laughs> trees were coming down. Trees were coming down. And then on the third lap, it's I probably started what, 40 mile an hour winds, 50 no, mile an hour winds. No, not that much. But it was uh, windy. But you would be there and you'd start hearing the cracking of trees. And you're just like, Damn. and another thing to point out is so on the third lap. All the other races are done. So it's just the 50K people. Yeah. And you're so spaced out. Like, the point is, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, right? I mean, I was. I had another guy. Because so on the third lap also, Andy was looking real strong. I let him go. 
Uh, he ended up finishing about 15 minutes ahead of me. But the, on the third lap, we were not together. We yeah. started it. We probably did the first like two miles together, and then I was done. I had to walk more. So Andy went. So I was basically alone for most of it. And I was then too. I, I saw a tree come down, I, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I know. And then on the, on the, on the back half of that loop, there were big trees across the trail. And that's scary. Yeah, like like legitimate tree trunks were over top of the trail, and they weren't there the first two loops. So trees were coming down, temperature winds, drops, rain, temperature drops, and you're you know you you've got you you already have twenty two miles on your legs at this point, twenty one miles. So the third lap was truly terrible, and uh, I passed this one guy, and I looked at him, and I the you and I were talking about this at the beginning of the lap, and I was like, dude just survive yeah I, 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 I know i passed this guy who was just like cr- like crawling up one of the steep climbs and i mean not crawling but he was just like going so slow and i was like dude it's the third lap man you just gotta get through it, it I, 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 and i'll tell you man if i wasn't with you i would have been really tempted to quit yeah at the second lap because like you're you're at the car every you know all the people watching like the the beasts who have won the race have finished. Oh so, yeah. And we got lapped by them. We got lapped awesome. by the freaks. I mean, they were like semi pro runners, so I don't feel bad. Oh, about I, it. I mean, we both got lapped by like an ultra running celebrity and it was awesome. Yeah. It was cool actually. Yeah. yeah Harvey. He, Harvey Lewis. Yeah, he said something to me. What'd he say? He said, way to go, man. <laughs> you should ask for his autograph. <laughs> but, um, he, hey man, can you stop? He autographed pa- my vest. He passed me at the, when we were about a half mile from the end of our second lap and, so he, was for, fin- and for, he was finishing yeah, for the third reference, lap. they finished 10 miles ahead of us because it's a 10 mile loop yeah. and we're on our second loop and they're on their third loop, which is insane. Yeah, I know to think over the course of 20 miles, they gained 10 miles on us. Yeah. Um, uh, studs. I mean, just amazing. So third loop is like pure, pure desperation. And, um, I got to tell you this story. I got, and there's aid stations halfway through the loop. So at mile 25, there's the last aid station before the finish. And I get to the aid station and I was, first off, I was crushing pickles, which I loved. And I was crushing um, ginger ale, which I think, which was good. And I was crushing PB and J's, not all at once. But anyway, did I tell you this story? I get to the aid station and uh, I'm just like, I'm grabbing this PB and J. I'm drinking some water. And this guy runs up behind me and he goes, he goes, hey man, um, did you see uh, like my buddy? He's got like an orange thing on. Like, did you see him? And I go, and the eight six people laugh at me. I go, listen, man, I'm so delirious right now. Like, <laughs> I passed a guy. I have no idea what he was wearing. I like zero idea. I was like, I'm really sorry. And I was too like, I don't know what's yeah. going on right now. Um, I don't remember what he was wearing. And he's like, okay. And he waited for him. And I was like, I gotta go, man. And I was like, I just got to get this thing done with like it. I'm five and a half miles from the end. Uh, this is at this point you're on your, we're pushing six hours, six and a half hours. So we're on our feet for six hours. And the, the mental, the mental trauma of having to watch every single step and thinking every single step I could slip. And I, and that third lap, I was like, if I have a nasty fall right now, I'm going to be in a real real bad place yeah i felt i mean i'm not trying to like he felt better than me yeah i felt pretty good on the third lap actually um where i uh, i but the last four miles was a blur for me like after the aid station the last four miles of the race was kind of a blur it's well, kind of segment sucks yeah um but i was passing a lot of people that were that that were struggling and i was just like you just gotta make it man third lap is all about survival just make it Dude, and I was, um, so after the aid station, I thought I was further behind you than I was. He finished about 15, I finished in seven and a half hours and you finished in like 7.15. Yeah. Um, but after that aid station, I, uh, there was a woman running in front of me and she had like a red shirt on. She was in short sleeves. I was like, what? Cause it was like 50 degrees. I mean, it was cold and windy, and windy and raining. And I just like kept my eye on her and like she was wearing, uh, she was wearing like a really bright red thing. And I was like, I got to keep this in my field of view, you know, just like see it and keep going after it. Uh, and then once I hit like two miles left, then I started, I was like, it is, I'm like, 
done with the woods. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like 20, I've run 29 miles. And like, I had a group of four dudes who were walking and I ran past them and everyone's like, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm, I am done, dude. We're two miles. I can like hobble my way. And then there, this race ends with an uphill. So I walked it. And then after a, you know, the last hundred yards are flat and I saw you at the car and I was like, oh, I'm done. Like, I am so done with this. It was so bad. Oh my God. I, I decided because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously after the race, Andy and I were destroyed. We were. Yeah. I mean, just the having to stabilize on mud for 31 miles was something I was ill prepared for. Yeah, definitely. We did no tr- mud training. Yeah, there's zero mud training. We did zero mud training. We did like just uh, mud aside, having to run for seven and a half hours with wet feet is alone. It's its own kind of thing. And then you throw the slip slipping and the elevation. And it was just, we had run decent elevation in our training runs. We did not run enough trail. Yeah. We did not run enough like single track, like single track roots, rocks. We didn't do any, we did, we did, we in fact did none of that. We did a tiny bit. I mean, we maybe did like a few miles the of the dog that. park. Yeah. Loop. That, that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, so like I was not prepared for that. Um, I don't, I, I'm never doing a race in the mud ever again. I would do it again. In the mud? I would. Why? I, I, Why? I, it was, you know, it's, it's, uh, what do they call that type two fun? You look back at it. I am, I am not saying I wouldn't do another ultra. Yeah. But in the mud, dude, that was terrible. Well, the problem is like for that distance, they're all going to be in the woods. Right. So if it's, if it's wet at all. And so if you're not, if you're, if you want to avoid that much mud, then you're doing it in the summer and F that. That was the other thing. They run this race in the summer and I was like, in the summer, it could also be muddy, but it'd be hot. You'd have mosquitoes. You'd have overgrowth on the trail. Can, can you imagine like the, that'd be mean, terrible. Uh, yeah. The issues with like hydration and stuff. Too. I know you'd be, you'd be crushing salt pills. Yeah. I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd ever do it in the mud again. Hard pass, dog. I, I would. I would. It was rough. No doubt about that. I was like, I was looking at my shoes uh, this morning, actually. I I'm had like, mud. The to the entire inside of my shoe is caked in mud. The And, the, and under my sock, when I took my sock off, oh, yeah, yeah. my whole foot was so caked in mud. I did a, I did a, something called laundry stripping. Oh, gross. With, the, with your ultra stuff? Yeah, I, t- I took all of that stuff and I put it in a bin. And then I added like... Um, you didn't do it in your bathtub? No, Good. I did it in a bin. And then I, I soaked it for 24 hours. How gross was it? It was awful. I mean, my sho- I still haven't washed the socks yet. No, but I... I had to like rinse my socks off. I'm like, I can't put these in a washing machine. No, I had to wash... I laundry stripped them and then I had to wash them inside out and then right side. Oh, really? I haven't washed my socks yet. Yeah, they might be trash, to be honest, because the friction from all that caused yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. piling. I thought about that. But here's the problem, too, is I haven't touched the shoes, and the inside of the shoes are I just caked in mud. I had to take the soles out, because I had yeah. mud under the, so- under the sole. So I had, like, a layer of mud under the insole. Yeah. So I took that out, and I was like, oh, this, uh, there was, like, a quarter inch of mud just on the insole. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I think I'm just going to hose them out, and then... Um, but by the way, the Hoka speed goats, Hoka, I was very happy with the shoes. We wore the Hoka speed goats. Fantastic. And there, and we're going to, we're probably going to start backpacking. Yeah. Great shoes. Yeah. Those are going to replace the the Um, peaks for sure. They were awesome. So, um, what was your uh, favorite part of this race? Um, I mean, everything was a learning experience for me. Uh, I thought always, yeah, I mean, have you ran since? I have it. No, tomorrow's actually my first. You're gonna run. run? I'm gonna wait till this weekend. I'm gonna give yeah. it a full seven days. Yeah. No, I worked out this morning, but uh, it was wa- it was a combination of walking and lifting. So. So all right, what was your favorite thing? Uh, favorite thing was, um, you know, the first lap was really cool. Being first like, lap was fun. Yeah, being around all those people and everybody's looking at the mud. Like, are you kidding me? Like yeah, everybody I was, a was terrified just like, on the downhills. Yeah, everybody was just like, Cause how do you walk down a hill in yeah. a foot of mud? I mean, you're just slipping every people are like, you're grabbing trees. 
And then the best was like everybody was falling, and I was like, "Mine's coming, mine's coming." I was surprised. I, I felt I felt twice, but only in the first loop. You lot fell in the second loop. Yeah, I fell twice on the second loop. I fell twice in the first loop, and then I didn't fall again, which shocked me. Yeah. It's like for sure I'm gonna fall again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it was a it, it's just a cool environment. The people are really nice. Like everybody that was talk, my favorite thing. Yeah, everybody you talk to is super cool. It's not like. Outside of the people that are like super like competitive that which are, is, gonna, which is like five to 10 people, which is five <laughs> to 10 people. Everybody else looks at it as like, Hey man, I just got to do it before the cutoff time. Yeah. Right. And the cutoff time was eight and a half hours. And I was actually surprised given the course conditions, they didn't make that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And generous. so no, nobody cares. Like, it's just like, you just get through it. Yeah. I, so my favorite thing was definitely cause coming from, because uh, you just did your first road race coming from road racing where people are pretty competitive when you get into marathons. Yeah. Even I, like we're not, we're not, we're not fast, but even like people yeah. that are as fast as us are competitive. Ultra is the opposite. Everyone is like supportive. Everyone's like helping everybody out. Yeah. It was funny when I was running the marathon, everybody I'd run with be like, what time are you going for? And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Under yeah. four and a half. I, I don't know. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm trying to do four. I'm like, okay, I'll finish it when I finish it. Yeah. Ultra is the total <laughs> opposite of that. Yeah. It, it's just like, Hey man, let's survive. Let's have fun. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, there's, there's, they, they got cookies at the aid station. Yeah, I know. Uh, I really liked that aspect of it. Um, and I was, I'd heard that about ultra marathons, but, um, it was, uh, that was very cool. Uh, what did you like the least about this? Um, the weather, the weather. Okay. Uh, aside from the weather, that's a, that's an easy answer. Uh, I don't know. Um, that's a tough question actually. I mean, you didn't like it all. What about the course? You know, I'm not going to crap on the course. I mean, Here, okay, it, it was rough. The course was fine. I... I mean, you can make an argument like, would it be nice to have less mud? Sure. But then no, it wouldn't. I'm not going to harp on the mud. The, the mud easily was the worst, but the mud is the, what the mud is. I, it would be cool to do a course that's not a loop. However, uh, the loop yeah. is insanely practical because you can stow drop bags at your car. That's a really good point. Like a 30 something mile. And by the way, we did the in in the world of ultras, we did the wimpiest ultra length so yeah so so, well ultra is defined as anything over 26.2 miles but the first distance over 26.2 is a 50k which is what we did and i'm perfectly fine with a 50k although we were done you're like well we got a 50 we have a 50 miler in the summer i'm not gonna lie i kind of want to do a 50 miler i can't even fathom that because you know you know 50 miler you're going you're you're potentially going like for overnight yeah potentially probably uh, not actually you're looking at depending on like the Depending on the course and the conditions, probably you're looking like, at like 16 to 18 hours. Yeah, so it's dark in some capacity. Yeah, for the speed that I run it, like definitely like 14 to 16 hours. Yeah, because if you just if you doubled our time, that'd be 14 hours. Mm-hmm. But I guess we did 31 miles, not 25. So yeah, the problem is, is just like as you start wearing down your body, you get slower and slower and slower. Correct. But yeah. you got to imagine on a course that's not muddy or necessarily hillier, we're going to be fine. We're going to be better pace wise. The yeah. mud, the mud eats one to two minutes a mile off your pace yeah. easily. Yeah. And the climbs too. And the climbs. Yeah. The certain sections, certain sections that we were doing like 15 minute miles. I had a, I had a 19 minute mile in the last <laughs> I was like, shit, that's hey, walking. It's, it's all about survival. <laughs> it's survival at that point. Um, all right. So next question. Uh, if you could change anything about your preparation, what would it be? Um, I probably would have kept the rain jacket on me the entire time. I kept it on. I took it off. No, no, no. I mean, like kept it in my vest. So not so I didn't have to go to the car to get it out. Yeah, but that's only like 30 seconds. Of yeah, time. but I was thinking about it. It would have been like there was a few parts that I got a little cold on and it was would have been nice to have. So um, gear wise, everything else was fine. Uh, that's hmm. a good test of your running kit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Shoes were good. Socks were good. I love the vest. Yeah. Uh, we both have Solomon vests. Um, he ran in a full Lululemon outfit. I, I ran in. Actually, I ran an outfit more close to what I backpack in. 
Um, you know, r- running clothing, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, and, the, and the thing about running 31 miles is Every, any, everything's going to suck. Everything's going to suck. But if there's anything off about what you're wearing, chafing wise, whatever, you're going to feel it after that many just like repetitions of movement. Yeah. I, 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 the one thing I would change is our training. Um, but I, the training was good to be honest, but yeah, could we, we would have, have no, we, we would have gone to Alum Creek and run with wet feet. Yeah. You know, we didn't do any of that. Yeah. I mean, we both taped extra because we knew that running all day on wet feet was going to have some more of more negative effects than we were used to. And, um, I think on the, when it was 62 out the first loop, I was too warm. I was too. I would have done t-shirt on the first loop. And then changed it on the second loop. I think you could have done the first loop with a t-shirt easily. Yeah, but the problem was, like, I remember you and I, like, mile, like, six or seven of the first loop, we were like, oh, long sleeves was a good choice. Yeah, but but not because we were cold. We just, like, the first five miles, I was sweating. I was like, uh-oh. I was like, this isn't good. I was like, I better get windy or cool down real fast. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm crushing more. Did you, did you, um, I could have gone with more in the camelback. So here's. No, actually, I was going to shout out that your strategy on camelback. We'll talk about that. Perfectly. I actually had a, I had a surplus. I drank a lot at the aid stations though, because I was worried about running out. So what our, the strategy I took was, um, instead of carrying two liters of fluid on the back, which is about five pounds, carry half that and drink a lot at the aid stations. Um, so you only have to deal with water in between the, in between the aid stations, which is only a five mile distance. So, but in hindsight, I, I maybe kept another 200 mils in the, ba- in the camelback. So I wouldn't have to worry about crushing stuff at the aid station. Yeah. I carried a little over a liter and that was perfect with the aid stations. I will say, um, I ended up getting all of my food from the aid stations and I was carrying food. So that, that was, was another thing. We carried a ton of food and the aid stations. So what did you think about eating like weird things like that you weren't used to? I, I didn't eat too many weird things. I definitely had some pickles and a bunch of peanut. M&Ms. I thought the pickles were pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, I, uh, Not a lot of calories, but I, a good amount of salt. I was actually eating their gels instead of the waffles that I was carrying. The gels were good. Yeah. Um, I really, by the third loop, I was crushing PB&Js. And you know what I, I really like and I didn't eat enough of? I like potato chips. Yeah, I was like afraid. Salty. And after just crushing gels and flavored water and ginger ale, I need something salty. Yeah. So I was enjoying, because uh, I've done that before. Uh, I've gone on training runs with just little bags of potato chips. I liked them. They were good. Yeah. I mean, our strategy was as I had... I had a liter of tail, a liter of water with tailwind. So I had, I had electrolytes and sugar basically in my water. And then I was crushing gels. I was crushing pickles and peanut M&Ms. And then they had like a sport water as well. And you were, and, I, and got, ginger I got to the aid station after him and there was a bunch of M&Ms on the ground and everyone was making comments about it. They were from you. Well, <laughs> it was windy and it like, was blowing. Oh, there are all these peanut M&Ms on the ground. Uh, it's from pe- Andy. <laughs> like taking handfuls of peanut on the last lap yeah that was at the last the last aid station i was i was like you gotta i was like i just i gotta get through this five miles just give me some peanut m&ms man <laughs> this peanut m&ms are killer yeah it was good um i thought the aid stations were really good uh would you would you do this ultra again yes, absolutely really yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely in the same conditions yeah i'm not doing it in those yeah. conditions no i would i actually um, the, see the other the other point that we need to make here so it's a loop, right? And you have you have probably have over the course of all the races two to three hundred people on it. So that trail gets chewed up, yeah, like chewed up from three hundred people running on it multiple times. It's not just like a regular trail. Well, there's a little mud. It's like a stampede going through it. So that creates little craters. <laughs> it's just terrible. Yeah, little craters that can like break your ankles. Yeah, I I I. I yeah, it was hard and it was brutal, um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the struggle, to be honest. And uh, I had fun doing it. Like, sure, the last, the last like probably five miles, I was like, let's just get this done. Like, I want to be done. <laughs> I did not enjoy any of the final lap. Oh, really? <laughs> I, the final lap, I walked in the final lap, was like, 
I was like, I got to start this final lap because the farther I get into it, the more well, that's good strategy. You can't more, turn around. The, the more I'm like, I, I just got to get this. Yeah. Done. But yeah, I would definitely do it again. I would do it again in the same conditions and it's just like a challenge and you just do it. And I will say I felt really good about finishing it. I was like, that is yeah. finishing. That is like legitimately a impressive feat of endurance. I mean, it, it is. And willpower yeah because like mentally it was i mean difficult. i mean when we were starting the third lap you were like i don't know i'm like we just gotta go i know i i, I if you were like i'm done i'm like let's go to the hot tub man <laughs> yeah, you had- i was like 21 mile run is still pretty good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know i was like if andy's out i cannot wait but then as we made the turn and we stopped for a little bit and i was like in my head i'm like just get in get mm. into the woods Get a few miles where in. Where you have no choice. And then once you're a few miles in, you have n- absolutely no choice but to finish. Yeah. Um, and I just went slow. And, you know, I, I did, you know, much like every marathon I've run, it's a, it's a very good, awesome sense of accomplishment when you finish it. Yeah. And uh, I felt that. And um, I was the most sore I've ever been in my life after this so yeah that was interesting i um i right afterwards i actually didn't feel that bad not right after because you dude you got the adrenaline going yeah it's it's masking the pain but what was weird is like even when i woke up on sunday i felt i was for sure sore it was difficult to walk when you got when you got up right but it got progressively worse on sunday oh oh my oh yeah and soreness uh peaks 24 to 48 hours oh really yeah i didn't know that because it got well yeah yeah, you know it now yeah 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 it got worse it got worse yeah it got it got a lot worse Um, and then um I, I had like shoulder pain, arm pain from like your arms just going back. I had like some, yeah, just yeah. from the vest and everything. Yeah. Um, and walking, yeah, like today. So today's Thursday. We did the race Saturday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So this is day five of recovery. And this is probably like I'm not 100%, but no. I don't feel. No, even when I worked out this morning, I, I could feel my knees a little it bit. It is interesting because like, dude, a marathon's not like that. Marathon, you. you day or two and you're good it's it, and this is the hills man it's the hills the stabilizing the i will con- i will continue to say this though and this is just my newbiness to running these distances the marathon was uh post marathon was worse than this well that was your first marathon right exactly yeah um your first marathon as i told you it's always kind of a religious experience yeah but I, this for first ultra for me and the uh, the the that marathon was uh, mentally harder than this. That's uh, not the case for me. Yeah, like mile of the marathon, like mile mile eighteen, I was like praying. I was like, yeah, it this, came, came out a little fast then. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one, I felt better. I felt better. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong. It was brutal. Do you? Um, another thing I thought was it would have been nice to have the option to grab trekking poles for the last loop. Yeah. You know, I was looking at, I was looking at people. So like in the very few people had them. Yeah. Which kind of surprised me in the, in the ultra running world, you see a lot of people using trekking poles and then they like fold them and stow them. Yeah. When they don't need them, they'll fold them up and put them in their pack. And, uh, the, by that third lap, I was like, man, it would have been nice to have some trekking poles for the third lap for going up those steep climbs. And going down some yeah. of those things. Yeah, and even if, like, and people were doing that, by the way. People had stowed them in their cars and they were picking them up later. And I or, wish we would have brought them because um, I probably would have taken them with me. Yeah, the third lap, I, the third lap on those climbs, I would like. Because I was doing the thing where I was like, my hands were on my knees, like going up. Yeah, on, right, right, right. I was doing that as well. Yeah. Like, but you know, it was interesting. That's where I, I passed everybody up on the, on the uphills. Really? Yeah, I was, I was that is surprising. I was moving quick on the uphills. So I, I took the uphills like pretty good. The downhills are what got me. Like I was so terrified of falling. Yeah. The last going down mud, I was like, I was not running. And I saw people running the downhills. I was like, you guys insane? Yeah. Also, we haven't talked about the fact that like, numerous people we passed are just like vomiting on the side of the trail like laying down on the side of the trail i mean people are just getting like destroyed yeah you know what was weird is and i felt terrible because i know like how you get to this place is like 
six miles into the first lap, somebody had like was not doing good. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and it was probably a nutrition thing where they're like they ate a bunch of food and their body just probably wasn't digesting it at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I've never puked running, and I was very happy with how my stomach handled this. Yeah. I didn't really ever get nauseous. Um, I need to shout out, by the way, if you want to talk about ultimate badassery and big miles and accomplishing some amazing stuff. Jason Wish. Jason Wish is in the chat. Shout yeah, out Jason yeah. Wish. Our 31 hey, miles is just hey, like he, nothing. There's no reason he shouldn't be doing ultras. Well, him and I have been texting. Yeah, there's no reason he shouldn't be doing ultras. Yeah. You know, uh, it's I, not really that different from what he's been doing. No, it's way easier. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, less miles. Yeah, if you if you guys haven't watched Jason's uh, Shelter We Trace recent video series, oh my god, like talk about ultimate badassery. I, I just like I don't know how you do that day in, but anybody is capable of doing this. Like anybody, if you work hard enough. Anybody's capable of doing any of this stuff, but like waking up every day and doing 30 to 50 miles is 50 miles insane. a day. Insane. On like three to four hours of getting sleep. old. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, mental toughness and then the constant stomach issues, the feet issues. And the best is like on like halfway through Jason's uh, recent uh, video series of his, uh, his fastest known time. He, he leaves his ibuprofen behind like halfway through the trip. That was another thing I did for this race, which you did, and I'd never done before. I ingested ibuprofen during the race, yes. which was a great idea. It's a little cheap. Yeah, uh, that's a great idea. Um, just took two pills uh, after lap two. I'd never done it. He does it. I was like, oh, that makes kind of sense. I was worried. I was worried my stomach might not love it, but it was fine. I was like, I just been popping these every lap. Yeah, it's not good for you. It's not good for you at all, but. You yeah, it's, it's not ideal, but dude, ultra is like everything goes out the window. Yeah. So, um, all right. You, final thoughts before we get into, I want to open these. No, I'm excited to do more ultras. <laughs> really? Yeah. When do you, th- when are you going to do another one? I don't know. This I'm summer? like, I'm, I'm, I thought we're racing the half. I'm switching to the half marathon distance well, for the next five months. So I'm debating right now. Should I like, because we got both you and I have all this fitness right now. And what are we going to do with all this fitness? No, no, no. Train for the half. I, I, train for the half? I'm already trained. No, but speed. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. We don't have speed. Um, and I run a, I run a half in sub. I run a 150 half. The fastest half I've done is like a 158. Yeah. So a 150 half, I mean, you're moving. And those are eight-minute miles. So I don't know. I'm with you. Like, I'm seduced. Like, I'm, I feel good now. I'm like, I could do another ultra. But it is good to vary it. You know, it's good to run fast for yeah. short periods of time versus slow for long periods of time. I don't want to get injured either. So I'm like, maybe I'll just. That is the name of the game. Yeah, maybe I'll. With hang running, up. just don't get injured. Maybe I'll hang up the ultra thing for 2021 and I'll do another one. Oh, I, we, I, could, we could do one, you know, towards the, you know, run another marathon. And then I'm not going to lie. I do want to do a 50 miler this year. Where, 20, where does it end? 100 miles, 200 miles. I don't know. Tahoe 200. Now, can you imagine doing that? I mean, you walk it at that point. And that's two nights of no sleep. It's more than that. No, I think you do it in two nights. No. You're right. No. no, no the no, 200 no. miler? No. I, let me give you some. Bryce. I mean, Cam Haynes did it in 70 hours. Right. Oh, so I'm saying two two nights? That's three days. Mm-mm. That is, yeah, that's like 72 hours. <laughs> nope. I have, I have literally, literally, I have no desire to run through two nights of sleep. No, 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 no. We I'm say, not. We say that now, but. Uh, I do. We say that like, yeah, I would do it once. Bucket list. Uh, <laughs> I think I would like to do a 50 miler in 2022. I don't even know what that training's like. Nobody defines it. That's I mean, thing. are you, you're hiking? I mean, a 50 mile, you're walk, you're surely walking a lot of it. I don't know. I mean, Bryce, when he did his 100 miler, he he went through slow, the night, didn't he? No, he did it in 20. Well, yes, but he did it in like 2350 something. Oh, so a, like a full day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he jogged. The I whole could time. do one night of no sleep. Yeah. And then just crash. But I do not want to do a multi night. Mm. I mean, you're you're taking some time off of your life doing that. Yes. <laughs> you know, Yeah. you live a little. 
like you're, you know, we're, we are far past any sort of cardiovascular benefits now. Yeah. Now we're taking time off. No, no, life. no. We, we are for sure just doing damage. I don't know. 31 <laughs> miles. Maybe we're okay. I bet I'm going to do a 50 miler next year though. What's it? But the other problem is 50 miler is kind of a weird distance. I know. It's not a common ultra distance. 100K is way more common. What's 100K? 60. Double what we just did. Oh, right. Okay. So then I'll do 100K. 62 miles. All right. Then I'll do 62. As long as it's under going through the night, I'm okay to like tentatively do it. You're going through the night. No. 62 miles? It's probably like 20 hours. It's probably like 18 to 20 hours. Right. But that's through the night. Like even if you're starting it because you're not. Oh, you're right. If you start at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's fine. I'll do one night. I'll do one night of running and like you got, that's when you have to deal with like you headlamps. legitimately have to deal with like drop bags and headlamps and batteries and like your GPS watch. I only have a 30 hour limit on my GPS yeah. watch. Well, the thing, yeah, the thing is, is like all the, uh, all the hundred K's that are local to us, they're probably all loops. All of these are loops. Yeah. So you just leave everything at the, at the loop. But like, oh yeah, I think we, I mean, there's the Mohican 50 miler. Oh, so there is a 50 miler. Yeah, but th- there are 50 milers, but they're few and far between. Yeah. You know, um, 100K and 100 milers. 100 milers is way more common than any of these. Yeah, I know. Maybe um, let's try to find a 50 miler. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're I mean, going from 30 to 50 is a, a lot. I, I need know. a 40 miler. Oh, I know. I know. I'm not sitting here saying it's going to be easy. It's going to um, be brutal. Yeah, I don't know. And then you gotta travel for these things, and, and then it's just like you gotta find somewhere to stay. And like when, immediately when you finish one of these, you're you're not just like walking around like, "Hey guys, you want to get a no, beer?" No, you're like, "Get me out of here! Get me to the a bed, to a couch with a beer." It was a good beer afterwards, though. The best is I hopped in that hot tub. I had a beer and a Gatorade. <laughs> I know I was doing that too. I had a big Gatorade and a beer, and you're just going back and forth. That was funny. I'll do a 50 miler. We'll do a 50 miler. The other thing is you're looking at one in the summer. I know. And that good. is a whole other ball game. That, that's like even, even because you're, you're going to have elevation and then you're going to have, you have heat. heat. I know. And the heat, heat is worse than elevation. Maybe they have a fall one where you could use like the marathon as a training run. <laughs> that's kind of what we did for this one. Yeah. So the whole rationale for doing this was we ran the Columbus marathon in uh, late October, and then this 50K was early December. So the marathon was just like, we just, we did like four or five weeks of trail running after the marathon, and we were good. Yeah. You know, um, I still think, Murray, I still think I would like to, um, did I tell you the, the 24 hour thing I want to do? Murray, come here, Murray. Uh, have I told you about this? No. So um, there's something, uh, it's a good training strategy. Murray, come here. Um, that a lot of ultra marathoners do grab him. He doesn't, we don't have enough. We used to have cats on this channel. Just All put, just the, put time. Them on the table. Yeah. Um, so Murray, here, <laughs> Murray, 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 here, come here, here, look, look, Kitty. Murray, there's look. stuff. Oh. oh no, don't jump on that. Murray. Um, anyway, there's a thing you do. Um, <laughs> did you do, <laughs> you just, you do a 5k on the hour for 24 straight hours well that was the one that harvey lewis but it was four miles for t- well it was as no, much that was for like three days yeah i know <laughs> no you do uh a five so you basically run 30 minutes every hour for 24 straight hours a 5k so what what's 24 times five so that's that's over 100k right 24 times five is almost 100 miles no no it's no no K, not miles. Oh, oh, sorry. Duh. So yeah. uh, 24 times 5 is 120. This is 120K. But in in 24 hours. Yeah. That, and, would, and that then, would just wear you down. Well, the so whole point slow. is you can test you can test stuff out. Yeah. You can test out food strategies. Would you want to do that? Yeah. We'll just like at my house. We'll just go out for 5K. Oh, no, no, no. Not at your house. Let's do a formal one. They is don't that, They don't exist. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> no. It, like, it's like we just, we're, we're testing food. We're testing shoes. We're testing, we're just testing stuff out. So every hour you run 30 minutes and then you stop for 30 minutes. I'm trying to think at what point but it if, would be if terrible. We, but if we were doing, if we were doing a 5K every hour for a, for, um, for 24 hours, I would do it in like 35 minutes. Oh, you'd be walking some of them towards the end. Yeah, I mean, I would do thirty-five minutes, and so that I could rest for twenty-five minutes. I'm trying. I'm trying to think at what point 
I think I could go 12 hours and be fine. It's the sleep. It's the sleep. It's the lack of sleep, like yeah. going through the night. Yeah. But you could do it. I mean, it, like if you started at 4 a.m., think about it like this. If you started at 4 a.m., you could go to sleep the next day at 4 a.m. So it's like you wouldn't necessarily miss a ton of sleep. Or you could start at like 3 a.m. So if you like slept from 7 to 3, woke up, ran 3 to 3, go to sleep at 3 a.m. the next night, you could do it in a way that you wouldn't necessarily miss a ton of sleep. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's thinking about it. I, I would I would consider that in a formal race setting. I'm not going to do that just like... You don't just want to do it? We could do it at your house. No. <laughs> we'll run around like Kingsdale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got here? All right, so we said this at the beginning. So, uh, are there any comments you want to shout out? I haven't been looking at them, but I'll go through them in a second. But we, so Kevin and I have this stance on like taking gear, accepting gear from different companies, by the way. And so we'll generally, oh, this is what you have. Yeah. So I have one now. Yeah. Nice. We'll generally accept um, gear from, from like well known companies. This is literally the exact same thing that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyways, Vargo, which is a common titanium company, reached out to us. They actually sent us an email because they, w they were aware or just became aware of our the fact that we had been using the Vargo titanium firebox grill on many trips. And so they sent us an email and said, hey, guys, saw your video, like it. We're coming out. We came out with a new titanium firebox grill. Do you want one? I said, sure. Absolutely, send it to us. And they, and by the way, most legit companies are like, hey, like, we don't really, like, we're not expecting anything. Like, we're, we're not expecting you to do anything. We don't expect it. We, we don't promise. And by the anything. way, like, we say, FYI, if we, if we choose to accept gear from you, like, there's a very, very low possibility we're doing another video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Maybe. yeah, it's if fun. We to, use it a lot. Yeah. Though. I don't know. It's fun to talk about new gear. So, this thing hasn't, according to them, it hasn't been released yet. This thing weighs three point seven ounces. This is their updated firebox grill. So they're so the the design I have, they're not doing anymore. They're doing like yeah. an actual fire under this thing. Well, right? yeah. Let me show you. So the grill, this is according to them. This is the grill. It's sold by itself. You oh oh you did get that right. Yeah. So they this, fixed the design of the edges coming off. Kind of. Yeah. So is the point you do this? Right. But it's so hold on, I gotta explain this. Okay. So this is the I, I love how they everybody calls this a grill. This That's is not a grill. It's a plate, basically. That's not even a plate. It's a titanium. It's a titanium so you build a little container. Yeah, right. You build a little stick fire in this. And it, you know, this is kind of the way of like skirting things as like a I stove. Feel like I like the old design better. No, this I like, is solid though. Yeah. This is way more solid. Yeah, I like this one better actually. Um, and then they say, Hey, you can buy this base and then you can use, you need whatever you want to put on top of it. You can. And so they sent us but like, I want the, I don't want the legs on the grate now. Yeah. So then they sent us the titanium. Uh, what is this? The titanium. This is kind of a cool design. They sent us the titanium bifold grill, which we already have one of these. So now you have one and you, you can put that on top. So, so the old design had the grill integrated into this i have a mm -hmm. video on it if you're curious about it. i actually thought it was kind of a cool design. no it was very cool yeah so we, they they are there other grills you can put on this or do you have to use that um they just said in the email that put whatever you want over it okay here's this one okay okay so so what would you do if you didn't if you didn't have that what do you do with this you do nothing yeah, right know. yeah you i mean you could put like a cup on top of it boil your water like right on top of coals basically like to be honest it's like you just, could build a fire under that yeah you know right well sell me this well it's, it's selling you on the other thing imagine you're going to a place where you kind of want to have a fire but they don't allow fires but they allow wood stoves okay all right this is like but skirts okay that. i see you build the fire in that and put this i like this thing yeah i like this thing this, this thing's lot. been awesome we have another one of those i love um, it we've used this we've cooked steaks on it we obviously just we just build a bed of coals throw this on it um titanium is not like non-stick so you gotta you know put some stuff on here but i really like this design a lot and it weighs it weighs nothing. You know, you know who sold me on this one was John Kelly. Uh, John Kelly had this, yeah. Yeah. So like that. I mean, this is pretty. I mean, this weighs nothing. All right, it's got the weight on there, on the tag. 
This weighs, what's your guess? Oh, nice. 3.7 ounces. This is 3.75 for this okay. grill. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'd call that a firebox, which is what they call it. Yeah, it's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a firebox right, grill. Right, right. I'm sorry. I'm pronouncing it Oh, they it do wrong. call it a firebox. They call it just a firebox. Okay, all right. That's F- fair. Good marketing. Yeah, is it is a now, firebox, and I then w- you put a grill. On I will top of say, it. so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Vargo. So this whole setup probably weighs the same as the old one. This is a much better grill than the old one had. Yeah, um, and this is a better latching system because way one the, better. One of the bigger complaints that we had and other people had is that the previous version it was hard to latch and it would come undone. And I also think the previous version. I'm just gonna get it out. Yeah, I can just get it. <laughs> we'll do a side by side. Good. Keep talking. Man well, the yeah. <laughs> Going the There's a good comment in there about how ibuprofen is bad for you. and it it Yeah, it's terrible for you. We know that. Don't use ibuprofen very often. Uh, but one of the things that I'm still not crazy about is the latching system on how you close this. It's Once you latch it, it's kind of difficult to get it unlatched. And that was kind of the same with the other one that Kevin's grabbing right now. So, but one of the issues with the one that Kevin has right now is that it would be, it, we, yeah. Oh, it's probably covered in soot. It's definitely covered in soot. Oh, gross. (laughs) All right. All right. We needed this out the whole time. Yeah. So here's my complaint on this one. His gen one. Oh, this is so gross. I don't really know if I want to call this a complaint, but once I got this thing latched and I played with this a few times at home, it's hard to get it unlatched. That that might not be a bad thing. Yeah, but like like literally, like I'm sitting here like trying to get it unlatched. Now it's got this like little pressure piece, and so you just gotta like play with it a little bit, but Okay. All right. Now okay, we should have got this out at the beginning of it. Alright, so here is the initial product. Oh look, the bases are kind of Oh, so they did they just take the grill off the top? I'll, I that and base is better. I mean, this this yeah. is kind of janky. So here's the original product. Uh, it's actually very. I, I thought the design was really cool. So you have this little firebox. Ooh, I like how this one. Yeah, this one's constructed way better. This one's constructed way better. And then you have this grill that flips across the top. And so it's supposed to lock in, which it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. So you have this thing. And I actually think this is a cool engineering design. So yeah. you, you put the coals in here and then you can do whatever. And the way it folds up is really nice and compact with yeah. the grill on top. Um, now, as you can see, this um, this grill surface is way better. I'm hoping you guys can see that. It's kind of black. This grill surface is way better than this one. Um, and yeah, this little firebox never really kind of put together nicely. So that's way sturdier. These probably weigh the same. Mm-hmm. ish um, i liked this design i thought i thought that was cool it would flip over and we used this we cooked fish the impetus for getting this was we went to isle royal and you couldn't have fires so we wanted to grill fr- fish so we got this firebox grill um but here's my problem with this one and, and you can't get that open <laughs> yeah and the problem with this one in my opinion was that it, the latch wasn't good enough, so it was always coming undone. It was. And other people complained about this that too. Now they improved the latch, which is great, but now I you can't I, get this I, open. I can't get the damn thing. Like I've had this problem. You gotta like Oh, mess. there's a there's a tab right there. Yeah, I know. Good luck. Oh yeah, he's not lying. How'd you get that in there? Yeah, so there's like a there's like tiny little cuts there that you gotta like gotta slice my finger I know, be careful. Titanium. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you're right. That's tough to get open, but it's better than this one. Yeah. Um, so this one's just like fully integrated. I, I actually liked this product. Um, I no, thought it was no, I think cool. No, I think it's cool. And they were the only ones that had like uh, a... And it, see, it all kind of just flips. It all just folds, right? Nicely, kind of like... I folded it up earlier. It folds up. Um, how can I do this? There we go. There we go. There we go. There, it folds up just like that. So it's like super thin. I keep it in this bag. Um, now you got way more grill space there, and it's way sturdier, and it probably doesn't weigh that much more. So they, at least they improved the design. I can't you give that to me? We're swimming in Vargo stuff. When did yeah. Vargo start liking us? I'll take the bot. Can I get the bot? <laughs> I don't like the bot. Really? Have you used it? No, it's it's too heavy. And I it's like only, the design of it. It's only cool if like you're. All right, Vargo, we got a problem with this. See, yeah. 
This was kind of. But you did this already, right? Yeah, I did. But this I kind of. Titanium is so sharp. But I had to like mess with it. You see these little here? Let me show you. You see these little like cuts right there? Yeah. You gotta like get this thing in the center of it, and then like compress this. It's. Not... I gotta think maybe if you use it, it kind of like gets a little bit more malleable. I, I don't. Yes. I don't know. It's not. Can't easy. get this live. I'm gonna slice my hands yeah, open. Careful. This stuff is sharp. All right, well, you got anything else? Yeah, is there a comment about ibuprofen is bad for you? Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll eat your stomach for yeah. sure. Yeah, let me go through these comments. Ibuprofen's great, though. It's so much better than Tylenol, honestly. And for me, it works way better than Tylenol. And Tylenol will just eat your liver. Dude, I'm going back way to the beginning. Also, if people don't know, because I was in Vegas a few weeks ago, you should at literally never be drinking and taking either of these things. Hammer your knife, which you have open, by the way. I used just to mix my drink up. <laughs> um, never drink and take Tylenol ever. Oh, really? Oh my God, no. I didn't know that. No, do not do that. Why? Destroy your liver. Um, you shouldn't drink and take ibuprofen either, <laughs> for that matter. Oh, dude, that is that is a dangerous maneuver you're doing right there. I know. <laughs> All right, that's uh, good to know. This thing, though, this little like just grill that they make is pretty sweet. I'm a fan of it. We've used it many times, and it weighs, what, 3.7 ounces? Go. You got it? Yeah. Okay. I have to hope if you used... It might break in. It break in a little bit. Titanium does do that a but, little bit. But, I mean, like, this is pretty cool. It folds up to that. And then you got this. Yeah. So, like, here. Yeah, so this is... Uh, okay, so it's kind of the same footprint. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll try it. Oh, we'll no, I'm it. excited to use yeah, it. I love we'll use it. I love cooking. I love fun cooking stuff. Definitely. And I do, Vargo stuff is engineered well. Yeah. Um, it's not cheap, but it's engineered well. Um, yeah. Very nice. Okay. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Anything? Uh, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know what podcast we have next, which I've been planning out? No. Two podcasts. We're getting John back to do the Outdoor Conspiracy Theory podcast, um, the 2021 recap episode. Yeah. And the Omicron variant live stream. Every time there's a new variant, every time there's a new variant, we do a live stream. All right. And at some point we need to do another like massive giveaway thing. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to get some vendors involved. Oh, speaking of like more gear, we got some fresh new packs. Coming. We got, <laughs> we got some more packs coming. Um, I'm running out of room in this closet. Yeah. Maybe the giveaway will be old packs or something. Like old that. packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, cause all the new packs I'm getting, I'm not giving away. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? No, no. I, um, we have a uh, with the holidays right now, like uh, and the fact that we Kevin and I have been training had been training. We quite. got three weeks, people. We're going backpacking in three weeks, and, and it's hot tent, and we're taking the hot tent. So uh, it just we we we're doing this ultra stuff for the last like month, and it's the holidays. Oh, and Dad's years. backpack trip is in there. Oh, nice! Congrats! Congrats! Um, yeah. On your on your double looping, double loop. You never you never went over the dropout rate. I don't know the exact I know rate. What it is. What is it? I just know how many people started the race and how many people finished the race. I don't know of the people that didn't finish it, whether they just didn't start at, at all. Or they missed the cutoff. Or they missed the cutoff or they they ducked out. I so, don't know that. So here's here's what I was telling. Like I was talking to some people who were like during the second loop who were like thinking about dropping out. I'm like, look, you did 20 miles in this crap. <laughs> like, That's respectable. Pat yourself on the back. I was ready to quit. Yeah. Uh, no, about 150 people started the race, the 50K, mm -hmm. and just under 100 finished it. So that's about a 30, literally like a 33, 34% dropout. But I don't know, like some people surely just didn't show up. You know, some people finished, but didn't make it under eight and a half hours, you know, so I don't know. But I was like, damn, that's that's high. I mean, it was rough. It was, it was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I can't wait to get in the hot tent. I got some ideas for some fun cooking, by the way. Good. All right. Um, we'll be back at some point next week. I want to do the recap live stream for okay. this year. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about, some lessons learned. And then we'll be hot tending. And I hope everyone is having a good holiday. COVID. Yeah, be safe. COVID's raging. <laughs> We're back. The boys I don't are know buzzing. what's happen, <laughs> happening. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, man. You know, I you know we're vaccinated. We wear our masks, but other than that, I'm back to BAU for the most part. 
Yeah. I still have not gone to a movie theater. Here's the issue. I though. still have not gone to a movie theater. And I, you know, I do not go out to eat nearly as much as I did pre-pandemic. Right. I that's the only difference though. Yeah. And obviously I'm working from home now. Yeah. That's a huge difference. Yeah. The only the only thing and like I don't care. I don't care what the data says. You're always a little bit worried when it comes to kids, though, and old people, and old people, absolutely. And I don't, I, I yeah, get, yeah, you, you gotta be, you gotta be yeah. a little bit more conservative. Yeah, I, and I get that the data with little kids is fine. I get it, and I see. Well, it. it's not little kids; it's like over age five, right? You know, and you want to hear a crazy statistic? Like literally throughout the course of the entire pandemic, the number of people that have died that are like toddlers, it's like 10. Mm -hmm. It's not 10. It's higher than that. But it's like, it's some asininely low number. I know. And I get that. But like, but that's older than our kids. Yeah. Our kids are not in that age group. So you be vigilant. No, I know. And that's why I like. Hashtag flatten the curve. I know. I know. Remember it's, that, guys? Yeah. Almost two years ago, yeah. we were flattening the curve. Curve's still pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't give a crap if like people are are like are like pushing back and be like, well, the statistics for little kids and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't care. It's different when it's your kid. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, you take I, every precaution. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah. yeah. Stats don't matter. Yeah, and and good. Like, and who knows the long term effects right. of if if a kid does and, get it. And if and if I'm wrong and I'm being overly protective, then still who, good move. Who cares? Yeah, it's still good. Move. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, yeah. I'm with you there. You haven't, you haven't experienced daycare yet. <laughs> cesspool. <laughs> it's coming. Good luck. Um, I'm sick all the time. We should get into the, these live streams. I know, right? I did them when I was sick. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. All right. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what day next week. Who, who knows? Who knows? We're, you know, that's why we don't announce that, but we'll be yeah. back. Hey, 97 people ended up coming. Hey, thanks. Talking about running for an hour. Yeah. People are just like, yeah. oh God. Hey, it's something different. Yeah. It's outdoors. We're in the woods. Counts. Yeah. We were in hokas. Hokas. All right, everybody. All right. Have a good. Oh, is this our last one before Christmas? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. When's Christmas? Next Saturday? Yeah. We could squeeze something in. Maybe. Yeah. We yeah won't, you I'm might, not going to say might. Merry Christmas because we might have another one. I don't know. All right. Goodbye. You.